you want the new ball, mate, before I come off the long run here, or do you want me to come off the long run? You can, just so I don't steal your thunder. Well, that's I've got a couple of cricket-based ones, but um, I want to hear yours first. The non-selection of Cam Bancroft is the biggest joke in since the dropping of Travis Head in the Australian cricket team. Yeah, it the, makes no sense. Oh, this is a disgrace, this. And they say you go back and rack up runs. They say you go back and do it. No one has even got near him domestically. No one. And no. certainly not Matt Renshaw. Who's, I mean, Renshaw's been okay. Um, certainly hasn't had a bad summer. But um, Bancroft's weight of runs, you can't help but, you know, feel that they're, you know, they're looking for a particular something and, and maybe that's not Bancroft. My only counterpoint to that is, and look, I think that's, Spot on. I think the West Aussies have taken it as we would expect the West Aussies to take it, where uh, most of the time they think it's a conspiracy theory against them, even though Cam Green was picked in his place, who is also Western Australian. Um, and I read somewhere that in the last five years, I think there's been one New South Welshman debut and four Western Australians. So, um, yeah, I think the, the tendency for the, the chip on the shoulder to grow bigger is a, a little bit rich, even if Cam Bancroft was stiff. The fact what, that he was stiff has nothing to do with where he's from. Didn't that say, like, Kim Hughes, didn't he say he said he saw that and spewed up or something? Yeah, he <laughs> did, did a Terry it, Wallace it, when, he, when he saw that. But, but um, it, it's they, Dash, they, they say go on and, and stack them up, but, but the way it was handled too, as in, oh, we've got to come out and say, no, 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 Pat's run, Cam. It's like, it, like what are you doing? <laughs> Like, yeah. like, oh, it just doesn't make any sense. Credit to Pat Cummins, who reportedly picked up the phone and rang Cam Bancroft and had a chat to him. I doubt Pat would have had a, a heck of a lot to do with the decision, but that's good of him to to at least do that. But, but yeah, look, there's, there's been a lot of bewildering selection decisions over the journey, but on volume of runs, Bancroft covers Renshaw in terms of that squad. Look, I mean, Renshaw's not going to play unless someone gets injured, and obviously Steve Smith going up to the top of the order solves that problem, and that's been a debatable one as well. You think you'll have a picnic against the West Indies, but um, yeah, the, the whole thing has been probably typical of a lot of the selection over the years. Um, Righto, have you got something also selection or cricket-based? Um, probably just the, the overall summer. I mean, look, half credit to, to Pakistan. They had their moments. I know they lost 3-0, but the Boxing Day test and the Sydney test, they put themselves in positions potentially to win both of those matches and then just couldn't quite hang on to it. They led on first innings in Sydney and they got within 100 runs, five wickets down in Melbourne. But I think if we looked at it at the start of the summer, they were going to beat Pakistan 3-0. They'll clean up the West Indies who, have, you know, they're not a strong squad anyway, but they brought a, a second string one out to Australia. How we got them two summers in a row is, is bewildering. Um, and it probably just makes you think about test cricket that, you know, unless India are here, because even England aren't competitive in Australia, for some reason New Zealand don't compete either. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a bit of a concern as to, to how we get a competitive home summer of cricket if India aren't out here. Yeah, it certainly is. I'm I'm also laying the fact that, geez, it became the summer of David Warner, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, the, yeah. the, that baggy green thing's gone. <laughs> that, what a circus. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole thing, I mean, it, it does look like, I think Glenn McGrath even said it, that, um, you know, it was a, a boy look where, you know, and I think maybe someone's tapped on his shoulder and said, you know, they're a major sponsor of ours. If you're suggesting that someone's done that, you might want to be right. And, yeah, it's, it probably sums it up in a way with, with Dave Warner that, he, you know, polarising to the end where people look at that and they're like, hmm, that smells a bit funny. It had a bit of the Robert Allenby's in Hawaii about it. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, and his face was beat up. Oh, what did he say? He fell over somewhere or something. It looked like he had the crap kicked out of him. 
exactly. He got jumped and, yeah, had holes in it, that story, that's for sure. Right, the other thing I want to lay to, at the end of... Um, are these uh, at the end of the holiday period, the end of last year? Are these 2023, you know, photo dumps or year in review type style of things? I, you know, this is my year, and you know, all, all this sort of stuff. I, I'm not into that. I just said, I think I might have tweeted towards the end of the year. I might have got a little bit nostalgic. It sort of went, no lists, no, no photo dumps, no. This is look at me, look at what I've done. You know, just. Of we've had it okay or a bad year, we're on to the next one. Like I'm not big on this. This was my year, and now this is going to be my year, or it wasn't my year. Like, gee, there's a lot of people with some self-importance. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to just let Spotify do that and send me my playlist and all <laughs> of that. But, but yeah, like I'm not. I mean, I'm not a big uh, photo dumper in in that situation. But but yeah, like it does strike me as a little bit of vanity. Like I did this holiday, I did this, I started this job, and this happened, and bought this car, and yeah, it's it's a little bit much. And I mean, I guess in terms of a little bit much or, or something trying to spark interest that doesn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind laying the uh, Danish royal wedding. Um, oh. you know, I can't help but feel, and maybe it's the cynic in me, but when you have a, an Australian you know, in a, in a pub in Tassie or whatever, meeting uh, meeting a bit of royalty and then all of a sudden becoming the centre of attention. It feels like everybody's telling you, see, she's now better than she was yesterday because she's uh, because she's married this person. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's the message we necessarily want to send. She uh, she married a guy, but, but her herself probably doesn't change too much. I don't mind that. The Danish wedding, we've gone, what, from Cricket Australia to Dave Warner to, to the Danish wedding. Hey, on the cricket last night, I want to lay the fact that in the ground at Marvel, there's no speedo. You can't, there's no no kilometres per hour on the big screen. (laughs) It it does remind me of a funny story, actually, where Alex Stewart was talking about Darren Goff, where he came, he used to look at the speed gun all the time, apparently, and they were playing at the SCG on his first tour of Australia, and um, he didn't realise that Australia do it in kilometres per hour, not miles. And um, apparently he bowled a ball at the SCG and looked up and the scoreboard said 140. And he's like, I just bowled a ball at 140 miles an hour. That's the fastest ball ever recorded. And he was like loading to everybody and they're like, no, nah, that's kilometres per hour, Chief. It's uh, <laughs> quite as quick as you think it is. Um, the other thing I want to lay is random giant things. Like I drove, obviously, <laughs> you know the, the big banana, the big crayfish, the big koala? I saw a bit of the big crayfish and the big koala during my break, but... Well, we have an obsession with it. Big sheep, big banana, big crayfish, big. What else have we got? What else is that? Is well, it's, yeah, that, that, yeah, the big merino, I think, is the sheep. But um, there's two yeah. of those. You know, there's one in Goulburn and one in Wagen, I think, in WA. I think it was the Goulburn one. I didn't know of the WA one. But, yeah, there's the big um, – in New Zealand, there's a gigantic gumboot in um, Christchurch. It makes no sense. It's just in the middle of a park. It's about 12 foot high. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know, you can get a bit freaked out by unusually big objects. A um, couple off the text here too. Are people that still have, this from Roy, people that still have Christmas decorations up in January? Um, yeah. Yeah, agree. Family members that go after the pork crackling at Christmas lunch and leave none for others, fair. And yeah. doing shoeys out of cricket boxes. No, that's, that's, that's all sorts of wrong. That is, like, I understand, I think doing a shoey, I understand it's become a bit of fun, but I'm too much of a, I'm, I'm I, like, I still don't like touching door handles in bathrooms, you know, like I use my elbow and 
pull the door out with my feet. I don't think I could drink out of a shoe or a cricket box. Yeah, my, my wife's in the uh, health profession and she's still carrying around hand sanitizer. You press the button to, on the street for the other uh, crossing and she'll pull the hand sanitizer out and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't think she's going to allow me to, uh, to go anywhere near that type of business. Shane chimed in. Might need to check Bancroft's numbers outside of Sheffield cricket, including Australia A and County games. Averages less than 30. Case closed. Great shield player, but not up to the next level. Well, probably argue that, that like, who else is? Where are the numbers outside of that? I mean, Dave Warner had an average. He was at an average around about thirty for it wasn't in in a couple of places. Like, oh, in you've the got last to... is his average thirty four? I think Dave Warner and yeah, obviously a, a poor average in India and England. Good career record, but Renshaw struggled on the recent India tour. I know that's different, but um, yeah, his numbers would be similar. And Marcus Harris um, might have had his, his. I know he's played twelve tests or fourteen tests or something, but he might have had that record against him and that when he's had a look at the level, he hasn't quite stood up. So you can probably find a cross against most of these players. Yeah, I think so too. Um, good text though. At Labin Milo, Channel 7 for not showing the big bash last night. Not only Melbourne derby, but Finch last game. Couldn't agree more. Um, Miles, car travel with the kids. Not sure you're ready for fatherhood if that's irritating you. Kind of agree. Um, Labin, the stable rep. Um, what's this? Um I won't, I might read that before <laughs> before I actually re, re, read that out. Backboard Super Mario game on Nintendo from Roy. I totally agree. Laying the people criticising the delay yesterday on the Gold Coast. Horse safety's paramount. The initial delay of replating happens occasionally and a part of racing. James, I think I agree with you, but and Dash, I'm not sure if you did see that that huge delay in the, in the the um, one of the main races, but they. They started every race particularly late leading up to that. And so I think that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, I know that that the horse in, in that particular instance, um, something had gone amiss, but it was the four or five minute delays in all the races in the lead up. And I mean, New South Wales do it a fair bit. Queensland do it a lot. Um, people just get sick of it. Did you? Yeah, um, I think the issue with the other delays, I mean, that one, things happen where, you know, as you say, a horse throws a shoe or something like that, where you've got to deal with that or... Uh, anything like that. Um, but, yeah, the, the, there's delays on effectively every race for no apparent reason. So, you know, if you start every race two minutes late, and you, you often see that if you're just looking at it on TV, minus two and a half minutes, minus three minutes for no obvious reason. So, yeah, I think that delay was perfectly reasonable. It's just all the others that are an issue. Um, I've got – I like this from Simo. I've got no doubt Princess Mary back in the day would sit in the, in the Devonport TAB backing the Hobart dish lickers. Hashtag Royal <laughs> Devonport. Probably still does. Yeah. Oh. Um, backboard, Finchie, what a champion. Cricketer and a role model for my young bloke. Labin's overtaking lanes on the Princess Highway. Bloke's driving 80Ks before the... Oh, this is my biggest one. Lock. Yeah, 80Ks before they appear. And then when the overtaking lane appears, they speed up. Sit yeah, like... Oh, sickening. Lockie, that's text of the day. Sick. Absolutely sick. Um by the way, Miles, have you heard of Willis Gibson? No. So uh, I was just reading about him this morning. So he's a 13-year-old. He goes by the name of Blue Scooty on YouTube. He's the first person in history to beat the game Tetris, which I didn't know you could do. Oh, I saw that on the news. Yeah, 157 levels. Um, he's the first person ever to do it. So um, live streamed it on YouTube, but... Apparently, you can beat Tetris, and Tetris has been around, what, since, like, the 1980s or something. It's, like, one of the first computer games. Well, they just made the movie about it, didn't they? Yeah, 1989. There you go. So, wow. Um, 
Yeah. Wow. Oh, I mean, um, could be could, like it's a life highlight at thirteen. But imagine the hours that have gone into that at thirteen. Well, started playing at eleven, so I'm saying it's two years straight. No, it'd have to be. Well, mate, it'd have to be two years straight. Wouldn't probably wouldn't have a lot of pigmentation in the skin from sitting inside all day. Yeah, he probably needs a bit of vitamin D <laughs> or something. <laughs> hey, Dash, we're running late for the news, my friend. You've been superb. Thanks for jumping in with me this morning. We've got Steve Quick on the other side. Have you got a tip for the tennis uh, before I let you go? Is there something that you're liking from a back-to-lay perspective or an overall winner perspective? Not not to steal Steve Sunday, because I know he's often big on this strategy, but look, Novak Djokovic's probably too short, even though he's a virtual moral, but... He does have a habit occasionally in the early rounds of dropping the first set in a match and then coming back and winning. So maybe just if you see him drop the first set, jump on Betfair and see what his odds look like for the title. And then you might just get a little bit of a boost. He might squeeze out 20 cents or something and he might get 240 as opposed to 220. So, um, yeah, maybe just, just wait for Novak to have his customary first set drop, knowing that he'll win the tournament anyway. Dash, appreciate it. As always, my friend, go well at the Oz Open. We'll see you soon. No worries at all. Any time. Darren Park in there from Betfair, of course. I'll get to more of your lay-bins towards the end of the show. We've got to jump to the news. I'm awfully late. All thanks to Betfair. Back or lay tennis markets on Betfair. What are you really gambling with for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. But send them in. 0499 736 736. I've got Steve Quick for about the next 10 or 15 minutes. And then 10 minutes of your text towards the end of the show. We'll see you soon.